Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to The Spilled Tea, your place for the latest on pop culture, entertainment news, and LGBT issues. Now, here are your hosts. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another edition of The Spilled Tea. I'm your host, Emmy Morgan, and Elliot will be joining us shortly. Um, Today, I'm going to talk about Hollywood's open secrets. But before we get into that and before Elliot joins, I just wanted to go over um, some of the primetime Emmy nominations. I am 150,000% disappointed that Tom Pelfrey, who won two daytime Emmys for his ridiculous work. Like, this man is so ridiculously talented. It's not even funny. His first year on the soap, right after college, he won a daytime Emmy. Then the next year, he did not. And the year after, he did. So it baffles me that everybody who watches Ozark talks about Tom. Everybody. I mean, people that have never seen Tom's work ever. They're like, that guy, Ben, whoever that actor is, he's amazing. It's the best season ever. Like, so many people. For Jason Bateman, for Laura Linney, for Julia Garner to be nominated and Tom get overlooked is infuriating to me. This man, I mean, he was sitting in a cab in one of the scenes and just, like, talking to himself. And you're just like, holy shit. This, first of all, this acting 101 watching this guy, I, I just, I guess I just don't understand the point of he could have been guest star. He could have been nominated for the guest starring role in drama series, but instead, for some weird, unknown reason, we have Jason Bateman and Martin Short. I'm going to be honest with you. I watched the morning show. I'm going to be 100% honest. I do not remember Martin Short in that show. I don't. I'm sorry, and I, I know that that sounds rude. I don't remember him in that show. Dick Lundy. Nope, don't remember him. I don't remember him in that show. Maybe he was wearing makeup. I don't know, but... 
Uh, and Giancarlo Esposito, that man was in like two episodes of The Mandalorian. I, <laughs> I am so upset because Tom's character probably won't be around for season four. So this was his shot. This was his whatever. Tom put out a statement. Well, not a statement, but someone tweeted to him that it was, you know, he was robbed of a nomination. And he said, you know, awards are all in good, but that's not why I do it. And, Tom, I have to give you credit because that's an amazing thing to say. I was so personally involved with him. Like, not involved, but I, I felt like he deserved it. Like, after I watched that season, I'm like, there's no way this guy is going to not win. I didn't even think he would not be nominated, but, wow. I'm, wow. I'm shocked. I really am. I'm shocked. I'm disappointed. Wow. Wow. Um, yeah, I'll be honest. Maybe I have to rewatch it. Martin Short, I don't remember. Reese Witherspoon was she was in the morning show, and she was also in Little Fires Everywhere. This woman, I get that she's you know she was also in Big Little Lies. I get that she's, and all three of those characters are three different people completely. So. For Reese not to have one nomination out of those three? Huh? The Emmys make no sense this year. Completely no sense. Like, for example, in watching Dead to Me, Christina Applegate is definitely the lead. Linda Cardarelli is supporting. So why are they both nominated in lead for the comedy series? I don't get it. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. Um, so one thing they got right was nominating all of the people in Schitt's Creek. All of those, Dan Levy, Catherine O'Hara, um, um, oh gosh, Eugene O'Hara, um, Annie Murphy, they all, four of them, deserved their nominations like 150% deserve their nomination. Um, I just, I don't understand. I don't get. I can't fathom how in the hell, like, Issa Rae and Yvonne Orji, they deserve their nomination. Nothing for the guy? Like, what? The Jay Ellis, he didn't do a good job? Like, what? If it wasn't for Jay Ellis and his character of Lawrence, I probably wouldn't be watching the show. What? I'm confused. <laughs> so, I am so thoroughly confused by these nominations, like, I, 
don't understand. I don't get it. I am baffled. I'm completely baffled. Um, I, yeah. Um, and Brad Pitt, all right, listen. Brad Pitt got nominated for a daytime end, or sorry, a primetime end, excuse me, for playing one character, one character on Saturday Night Live. So, and, and, and it was just, it wasn't just like one character, but it was like five minutes. Meanwhile, you have all these other people in that same category who stretched out. I, I don't know. Whatever. Whatever. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to watch, but I'm just baffled. Um, Hello. Uh, hello, Elliot. Hi. What up? I am just going over some of the primetime Emmy nominations, and I'm just baffled by some of the choices. Um, yeah. I, you know, I don't know. I have very selective t- tastes these days. Mm-hmm. And I watched, uh, I just finished watching Umbrella Academy. Okay. So, um. Yeah, but that's really that's really all that I've sort of watched. I don't even I haven't even seen Green Orange is New Black. Like any of it ever? Never. Wow. I think you would like it. That obviously because it's like it's not just about the sex. It's about each one of those characters' lives. And how it relates to the people that work for the prison, the people that are outside the prison. It's, like, so interesting. And keep in mind, it is a true story. Just to let you know. I, so. I'm, it, it, and it's not that I have anything against it or that I look at it and I actively mm. don't watch it. I'm just not a right. TV watcher. I, and, and it's yeah. really strange because I, am, I was born the last year of the baby boom. I should be a TV watcher. I'm just, you should. You really should. I, <laughs> I, I just. I'm not a TV watcher. I, and and I think it's. I think it's all the creative crap that happens in my in my head. Uh, yeah, there's a lot yeah. of of stuff that I look at, and I think you know I probably should watch that. I bet it's pretty good. I bet I would like it. But mm. it, it's sort of like cowboy movies and war movies. I love them, but I would never voluntarily sit down and watch them. Once I sit down and, and they're on, I get engrossed in them. But I, I, I rarely do I ever go, I'm going to watch a cowboy movie. That looks like it's going to be pretty good. But yeah, one of my no, favorite, two of my favorite movies are, two of my favorite movies are actually cowboy movies. Um, um, Unforgiven and Tombstone. Mm. One with Val Kilmer. So. Okay. Yeah, I like um, um, Unforgiven was good. Yeah, that that was a really good movie. Really good. And there are actually like a bunch of movies out there that I would love to watch. Um uh that that I just I don't. I 
I will sit down and I will watch a horror movie instead, or I am a YouTube addict. Mm. Yes, YouTube addict. Yeah. And I think that part of it is... You get pulled into, like, the rabbit hole, and you're just, like, going down this spiral. I was watching old episodes of Guiding Light, and then I just, like, I started with, like, January 97, and I ended up with December 97. I'm like, holy shit. I just... (laughs) I just felt like I wasted my whole day, but I was enjoying every second of it. Um, and I think that I think that the only way to waste time is to not enjoy what you're doing. Yeah, that's true. You're right. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. That's true. I uh, um, did you have you gotten into Ozark? No, really, seriously. Okay. That's another I watch, one. Every I've heard everybody talking about it. Everybody is like, you would yeah. love this. This is you, but I just I but when I I turn I it on, I would rather play a video game or, and the TV is really background noise for me. Yeah, sure. Unless there's working. something very specific, I am mm-hmm. I am in love with Klaus in the in in the new version of um I, I love how ditzy he is and how all over the place he is, and the guy oh, who Final plays Fantasy. him, he, no. And this is in uh, uh, Umbrella Academy. <clears throat> oh, 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 sorry. Uh, the guy who plays him just does such a beautiful job. Mm-hmm. Um, and another part of it is once you start making films and writing films and being part of that creative process, watching the stuff becomes really different for you. I don't. Mm. I. I. When I sit down and watch a movie, I know people who who are like, "Oh, that special effect is really great." And I start breaking it down in my brain, and I'm like, it's not really that great. I, I am mm-hmm. hypercritical of a lot of things that I didn't used to be, and I watch mm-hmm. films much more much. I watch more like a critic. And right. <clears throat> I think the last movie I really got lost in was Time Bandits. Um, I think I saw something on uh, Netflix about it. I don't think I watched it though. I mean, I know I didn't watch it, but I saw something about it. I love Terry Gilliam so, films because he is so weird. He's very weird. He's a part like, of me. Part of me that loves art house movies. Yeah, yeah. For those of us that don't know what Umbrella Academy is, can you give us a quick synopsis? Um, actually, yes. It, it is a comic by Gerard Ray and mm-hmm. one of the other guys. I think they are in the band. Um, um, the one that does Black Parade, Chemical Romance, the My Chemical Romance. Okay. Um, it's a comic book about these seven kids who, um, for some reason, on October 1st, 1989, all over the world, a bunch of women become spontaneously pregnant and give birth on the same day. Okay. And there is this guy who is a, 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 a mad genius who is a very wealthy and he goes and he buys seven of the children because he knows they're going to have special abilities. And he raises them in this school called the Umbrella Academy. Mm-hmm. And each one of them has a magical ability. Okay. Um, and it's, uh, he's a father and he raises them in a horrible way, and they all grow up to be these broken, 
horrible human beings who really are trying to do the right thing. Um, they are incredibly mm. flawed. Klaus, who is my friend, to speak to the dead and summon the dead. Oh, um, okay. And when he is eight, his father, um, the the guy who purchased him, decides that he's going to put an end to it once and all, and for, and, and for all, and he locks him in a crypt for a night. Aww. And this poor, poor kid comes out of this just broken. He's an alcoholic and a drug addict. And his family is like, oh, you're, you're just a waste of space. You're just a junkie. But really, mm-hmm. they don't see the trauma that this kid has been put through. They're all so caught up in their own trauma. Um, the guy who raises them plays them against each other constantly and just drives them all crazy. Really. He really... they. And yet somehow they still manage at the end of the day to be heroes and do the right thing. And I think that's nice. what I love about it. Um, yeah, because, I mean, everybody's flawed. Everybody's flawed. Yeah. Everybody's broken. We all have our own shit. But just like you said, at the end of the day, most of us are good people. We just sometimes make the wrong decisions. Like, it happens. Nobody's perfect. Yeah. Spoiler a spoiler alert, the thing that I hated mm-hmm. about the last Star Wars trilogy is you go through all of this and they keep telling Ray that her parents were nobody, that she's nobody, mm-hmm. that her parents were nobody. And then, yeah. and, and I loved that. I loved the statement that anybody can be special. She's yeah. just somebody. She is not, yeah. she does not come from some long line of Jedi. She is not. And then in the very last one, oh, Palpatine's your father, your, your grandfather. That's why you're special. Not because she's special, because her family yeah. is special. That, that took weird. away everything that made her special. Yeah. Everything that I liked about her, they took in that moment. It was almost like they, it, it was, was a last-minute decision. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like and it's like they're saying, it's like what they're saying is, no, you can't really be special unless you come from some special family. Which is the problem right. with this country that if you're not a rock seller mm-hmm. or a gate or a you know, you can't possibly be special because special comes from special, and the rest of you are right. just average, and that's all they'll ever be. And I I hate Guess that. What, folks? That's wrong. <laughs> that is totally wrong. I believe you that, are special. I believe that no every single what. person has magic in them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Agree. Every single person Agreed. has magic. I agree 100%. And right. Ray could be anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, we're all Ray. It, we're it we're just waiting. That is not the message in the first thing. In the first thing, no. the message is, here is this magical child who came from this woman who was a slave. Yeah. Hello? Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. Can you hear me? You cut out for a minute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I agree. I'm also um, looking- it was just... Go ahead. I've also been I've also been hoarse for about three or four days, and I think my voice is changing. That you know what I, I was gonna tell you, your voice is deeper, sweetheart. I was going I to think tell you that. I was like, wait a minute, I'm gonna tell him that his voice is a little deeper. How long have you been on testosterone? Uh, I just took my fourth shot, so four weeks. Wow. Look at that. Four weeks and it's this deep. Holy shit. Holy I'm really, shit. I, 
I sing every day because I'm trying to maintain my voice through this, yeah. and I, I want to be able to sing at the end of it. And I was singing mm-hmm. a They Might Be Giants song the other day that I've never been able to reach the low notes on, and I just walked through them. I was very pleased. Wow. Wow. <clears throat> yeah, I haven't gone down. I've only your gone, voice is definitely deeper. I have not gone down an octave. I know that. But, yeah, I can hear it. I can hear it getting deeper a little. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Very exciting. Ah! I'm happy for you. So, um, I am. we're going to talk about some Hollywood secrets. Um, we don't have to mention specifics, but I will be using examples of things already out there. I don't know if that made any sense whatsoever, but, like, for example, um, we just talked about the primetime Emmy. So, one of the big Hollywood secrets it's an open secret. Award shows are political. They're not, and they're a bit of a popularity contest. They're not about, like, like take, for example, um, the Oscars. The Oscars nominated Monique, a black woman who Hollywood was kind of like, who the hell is that? For a tiny movie. They didn't nominate any other person other than Gabby Sidibe, the one who's playing, playing her daughter. So it was the two of them. And it made the Oscars look relevant at that point. Um, when it's Monique not, won... Not, the, go ahead. It's not just political. It's also for sale. Yeah. Um, I... Heath Ledger was a brilliant actor, and he won two Oscars, mm-hmm. uh, two Oscars, and he got ripped off for both of them. The first one they gave him because they felt like they had to, and the second one they were afraid to vote against a gay movie because they didn't want to seem like they weren't liberal. They, they did not give him the Oscar because he was the best. They gave it because it was politically and, – and he deserved better than that. He deserved the Oscar for other performances that he was actually better in. Actually, Does that make sense? I don't think he won it for um, the the first one. I don't think he won it for Brokeback, did he? Uh, I think he did. Let me check. I got my Google. I know he was nominated, and I know, um, what's his name? Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal was nominated. But did he win? I don't know. But I definitely thought, I was surprised when he won for Batman. I was, like, shocked. Like, he won. Yeah, he won. He won. What? Oh, no. He, yeah, you're right. He was nominated for Brokeback. But the only reason he was nominated is because of subject matter. Because they're all yeah, afraid that their gay, gay friends aren't, are, are going to be angry if they don't. And that they're going to look like bad people mm-hmm. if they don't. Which he was, but they didn't. So I think they brilliant. didn't make him win so because brilliant. he wasn't gay. Do you know what I mean? Like if he was gay yeah. and he was playing, I think he would have won. But because he wasn't, I think that's why he didn't. But what? What was? And the that is Joker's one. Like I didn't. That was just came out of nowhere. Yeah, and he, but he was brilliant in that. I oh, the first was. time I watched it, I the first time I watched it. I hated it because the first time I watched it, I watched it as a fan. And he was not the Joker. The second time no. I watched it, 
as a filmmaker, oh mm-hmm. my God, he is so mm-hmm. amazing. The I, fact I that love he put the makeup on him first in the beginning and then just let it just slide. He didn't even have it I, retouched. He just let it slide. So by the end, you're like, what the is, fuck? Every time he tells the story about why he has the scars, he tells it differently, but he tells it with the equal yes. amount of conviction. Yeah. You believe and it every time. You're like, you forget the last time that he told it. And you're like, wait, yeah. wasn't it different before? But what did he say before? I don't remember. And it's like, he was fucking brilliant. He was. I just and was shocked that. that. He was a perfect psychopath. Yeah. I was just shocked that, like I said, a comic book movie, and that was the only acting uh, nomination for that movie. I was, I was surprised. I was very um, surprised and taken aback. Two, two other open secrets that I want to talk about is how gay people are never yes. cast in gay roles, and Asian people are nope. never cast in Asian roles, and black people right. are rarely cast in black roles. Yes. And Native Americans um, are never cast for anything. Anything except Twilight. <laughs> yeah, but the except main guy wasn't Twilight. an Indian. The main guy was a Native American. It was all the secondary guys. They could have Taylor, found somebody. Taylor has Native American blood in him, but he's not fully Native American. He's like maybe you know like what? 3%. Yeah, that's what they You did. know what? Everybody... Everybody in the country says that they have Cherokee in them, and everybody is lying. Right. I know, because mm. I have that family. They're like, oh, and our great-grandmother was Cherokee Indian. I just did 23 and Me, and somebody was lying. <laughs> yeah. Because she ain't in our family, too. Someone's lying. I don't, I don't know who it was, but somebody told a lie. And it's funny. Because we have not- absolutely nothing. I have more. I have more North African in me than I do Native American. Okay, oh, there's none. Okay. Literally zero. Wow. The the funny part of you mentioning the casting appropriately, that is what happened in the the like I guess it's called a mini series. I'm not a limited series. Hollywood by Ryan Murphy. He actually mm-hmm. made this fantasy world where. Everything in Hollywood that's broken is fixed. An Asian woman was cast for an Asian role, and she got nominated for an Oscar. A black woman was cast in the lead of a black movie, and she got nominated. Uh, A a gay man was cast as a gay man in a film. And he came out afterwards. And it's just like, that was the point of Hollywood. That's why I love that, that show so much. Because it kind the of funny fantasy. Ugh, I loved it. But go ahead. Who is the guy? Who is the guy who um, does the not the Daily Show? The the African guy. Oh, Trevor Noah, I, who is fucking gorgeous. I love Trevor Noah. Mm, he's he's amazing. Too. I love him. He did yes, this he amazing did. piece on this. He was talking mm-hmm. about there was a paraplegic act actor who said. Look, there was a role for a paraplegic, and nobody even called me. They had my resume. They knew that I was there, and nobody called me. They gave it to a guy who could walk. And he said, Mm -hmm. I'm not angry, and I'm not bitter. I understand why they made their choices. He said, I'm just thinking I was perfect for that, and I didn't get it. And Trevor Mm -hmm. Noah is like, he's like, 
And he says, and I understand where he's coming from. He says, I'm not going to say anything, but, you know, they recently did a live-action Lion King. And I thought to myself, I'm African. I'm an actor. Yeah. I, yeah. He said, he said he was so convinced that he was going to get a call for it that he was answering the phone. Ah, I am not. And he did it off, you know. <laughs> he's, but that he's is right. hilarious. He yeah, he's moment. right. Yeah. True. True. I'd have probably watched it if he was in it. I mean, like, I, am sick I don't of, understand. Yeah. Why mm-hmm. are women playing trans women? Why are men playing trans men? There are hundreds of trans actors out there. Why is Avatar, why did Avatar not have any Asians in it? <laughs> you know? Because... They want actors, they want to have, quote, a challenge, Scarlett Johansson. You cannot play a true bitch. Um, No. You cannot play any role that you want. You wanted to be a trans man because it's not who you are. You wanted to play something completely different from who you are because you wanted that Oscar nomination. How about you find a role that fits you? And uh, she didn't do it though. She she uh, she got so much backlash that she ended up not doing it. Same with Halle Berry. Um, like what? Mm, what? Mm. But but he is not the decision maker there. You can't blame Scarlett for that. Scarlett. She was going to produce the movie. Right. Right. Okay. She was going but to produce the real her reason, and the real right. reason, and this is another open secret, is that mm-hmm. Hollywood is not racist. They are not transphobic. They are not homophobic. They just think that everybody else is. Mm. And so they, there's a saying in Hollywood, will it play in the, will it play in, in the oaks? Will it play in, in the woods? Middle America is transphobic and racist. And, and that is the statement that Hollywood makes every day. And you are homophobic and that is what they believe about middle America, and they believe that if they put an Asian man in an Asian role or a trans woman in a trans role, you will not go to see it. Mm. And the only way to change that is for people to start going to those movies because there are indie movies out there. I'm getting ready. I'm, I'm working on a film called A Haunting in West Hollywood that I'm currently writing. And mm-hmm. every... I am going to be in community as much as possible. It is a movie about a gay couple that buys a haunted house. And everybody who works on that movie is going to be in community if I have my way. All the people, if there is a straight white woman, it's going to be cast with a straight white woman. If there is a gay man, it's going to be a gay man. If I can find pirates, I will actually cast pirates as pirates. (laughs) You know what I mean? Guess what? You probably will be able to find pirates. That's the funny part. I think I will. That is the funny part. Yeah, I I guarantee you will. I bet you there's like a whole town devoted to pirates, and I know. that's their thing. There has to be. There's a whole then, town in Alaska devoted that Christmas every, all year long. So I'm sure there's a pirate town in, in the USA. Come on. And this is and this Come is on. the and this is the thing that people don't understand. I can't stand mainstream Hollywood. I I try not to work with them. I will be making Mm. indie movies the rest of my life. 
And indie movies have a bad name because people think that uh, they they think that indie movies don't have funding. Star Wars was an indie movie. It was. Mm-hmm. The The You're Apostle, right. which is a great movie, was was an indie film. There is a lot of really awesome indie film, and you are already watching indie film, whether you realize it mm-hmm. or not. Because right. half of everything out there is indie film, and you really should explore that because indie film is not going to insult you. Hollywood mm-hmm. thinks, and and I, I don't know if I told you the story. I worked for a company called Baker and Taylor, and yeah, uh, mm-hmm. I had this guy, I had this gentleman call me up, and he said. Uh, I run a little music store that's very black-oriented, and we wanted to pick up a few books. If you could get us black and, and any sort of African-American literature. And I went to my boss, and he said, black people don't read. We're not even going to get involved in that. You can pursue it if you want. And it pissed me off <laughs> because I knew it was a lie, and I knew he didn't know any better. He didn't dislike black people. He wasn't a racist. It's just that if you sit down and looked at the raw numbers, black people simply did not buy books. So I went out and I found this, this uh, company called Triple Count Publishing that specialized in black authors writing on black subjects, black romance, black, that kind of stuff. And I ordered mm-hmm. like 20 different titles for him and sent them to him. And he called me two days later and he said, I need more books. I, I can't mm-hmm. keep them in the store. Literally, two days, he sold 150 books. So I said, great, let's take this momentum. I went to Triple Crown, and I said, I'm going to need books from you. I went to um, a bunch of other predominantly black record stores, and I said, look, we're having some success with this. Would you like to try this? Within four months of me starting this, African-American literature was one of the most growing markets in the country because black people do read. They just don't read books about white people. They want to see when you pick up a book, when you go to a movie, you want to see somebody who is like you in that film so that you can identify with them and identify with that book, with that struggle. And people will tell you I'm not racist, but the truth is is we like people who look like us because we can relate to them. And Mm. the end of racism is, being able to look at black people and see how they look at you. And I, you know, I started as a kid in the deep South. We told black jokes. We did all that kind of stuff. The difference is, is I realized that was wrong and grew out of it. But I still realized that I have a way to go. So when I look at black people, I try to find myself in their features. And I find that that helps more with racism than anything else is looking at black people and realizing we do look alike. You know, we have the same nose, mm. we have the same eye, we have the same, you know, legs, and, 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 and finding those similarities is what helps. And, and that's what cinema is supposed to be for. That's what books and art are supposed to be for, helping us right. relate to each other. And when Hollywood and the book industry says, oh, black people don't go to superhero movies, I'm not going to do the Black Panther, they're hmm. saying that the people who spend money are racist. That right. is the bottom line statement. And that is the op- an open secret in Hollywood because we all know it. Everybody understands that. 
we are not going to try to sell to this demographic because traditionally this demographic doesn't buy. And we're not going to explore it because 52% of people in this country are white and that's who we want to cater to. So we're going to put a white guy in the Avatar movie. And it's ugly. And the thing is, it does, even if the Avatar people are blue, it still matters. I mean, oh, it no, just matters. I mean, the, I mean the, the last the Airbender is what I'm talking about. Oh, oh. The last, yeah, the last that was weird. That yeah. was weird. I watched, it with my, um, I watched it with my nephew. I'm like, this doesn't feel right. <laughs> like, something yeah. doesn't seem right. And even, and let's, let's just say it. Let's just say it since we're talking about it. How the hell did Tilda Swinton get cast in the role as the one in Doctor Strange? A white, cisgender sort of woman is playing an Asian master of the mystical arts? What? Now, see, what the fuck? She grounds me because I'm going to marry Tilda, Okay. Okay, but tell him I've to decided. stop playing Asian roles. <laughs> like, I, I will. Her, I will. That. What the fuck? I, I, I fucking love her so much. Feel right. <laughs> it, it doesn't. It Let kind me of you. doesn't feel right. I myself. She was good, but I just I was lost. I'm sitting here like, how the hell did this happen? And then to come to find out, she ends up going, getting a, a cameo. In one of the biggest movies of all time, Endgame. Yeah. So has that been an Asian actor? I'm just saying, representation. Yeah. When Crazy Rich Asians came out, the reason why that was big was to Elliot's analogy. You give Asian people a romantic comedy, and they will flock to it. They flock to that movie. Hell, I saw it twice. Like, Everybody... Everybody currently is really popular to hate Quentin Tarantino right now, and I totally get that. But if it well, wasn't for Quentin, it would be like Django mm, and Kane would not be missed. Because um, they would say a black man should not carry a lead. The reason why I hate him is because he's a fucking racist. I'm sorry. He doesn't have to say the end, have his character say the N-word in every movie. I mean, it, mm. Um... He does that for a reason, and it's because yes, it pissed me off. This is this is really okay. It's really strange. Every white person in the world wants to be able to say that word in a non-racist way. The way that black people use that word about each other, we want to be able to do that, but we can't. And I think he does that because he knows there's some white wish fulfillment in there. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Because he did it with um, Pulp Fiction. That movie yeah. was not a period piece, okay? Um, and he said it in the movie. And I was like, Ugh. And then The Hateful Eight. And then Django Unchained. And it's like, how do these actors feel about it when they have to say it? How did Leonardo DiCaprio feel about having to say that word? Like, I, I think that ugh. the way that he feels about it is, I think that I think I think that 
DiCaprio was okay with it. And the reason is um, DiCaprio, villains make as much of a statement as heroes do. Mm. Um, there is, a, you know about Huckleberry Finn, right? Yes. But that book has been bad, banned because of the N-word in it, and it's in there a lot. But mm. if you actually sit down and look at it and analyze it, the only people who ever use that word are the stupid people. The mm, statement right. that Twain makes is that if you use this word and if you you're feel stupid. this way, you're an idiot. Mm-hmm. Right. If you look at the book, the only decent human being in the book is Jim. He's the one who mm. does all the right things. He always acts in a heroic manner. And everybody else, all the people who are trying to catch him, even Huck, are bad people. Until mm. at the very end when Huck realizes that Jim is the only decent person he's ever met. And that is the overall yeah. statement of that book. After we read it, um, I have read in like Mark Twain was one of the biggest abolitionists. He traveled with Jefferson Douglas and did speeches yeah. about the abolition of slavery, about the equality of black people. Um, they were actually quite good friends, which at the time was unheard of for a white man to have a black right. friend. And Twain was very open about it. This is my friend, and you will not talk about him. Um, he treated him with respect and dig- dignity. And Huckleberry Finn was his abolitionist masterpiece. And the fact that people have it banned today because it has the N-word in it shows how little they understand about satire because that's what it was. He was you making how fun racist of racism. Are. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, in the same way, Leonardo DiCaprio was making fun of those people by portraying that man. I'm sure he was uncomfortable with saying the word because we are. Right. But Mm. I think he also understood that artistically he was making a point that this person is a human piece of shit, and that is why he uses this word. Yeah. True. And the same with Samuel R. Jackson, because his character in that was just kind of like a, I guess we call it Uncle Tom, like a turncoat. The way that he yeah. treated Django was pretty awful. I mean, he may as well have been Leonardo DiCaprio's twin brother because he was just as bad. And here's the thing that people... Unfortunately, that's true. Here's the thing that people don't understand. It's like Gone with the Wind. Everybody doesn't understand why Gone with the Wind uh, is Song of the South band. Yeah. And the reason is, is because they show a false narrative. You know... Slaves never walked around going zip They did not do right. that because their lives were much more like Django Unchained. And right. it is important that these films are made because the DNC, the DCR is still out there. Uh, most people don't realize this, but the reason there are so many Civil War monuments out there to these horrible traitors, these horrible slave-owning bastards, is because Right afterwards, their daughters and granddaughters formed a group called the DCR, the Daughters of the Civil Civil Revolution. Mm-hmm. And they were afraid that their beloved and noble grandfathers were going to be forgotten. And so they went out and they spent a lot of money 
putting up statues, mm-hmm. and rewriting the history of how things work in history books. Mm-hmm. That's why we were all taught growing up that, oh, the Civil War wasn't about slavery. It was about votes in the House. That right. lie was perpetrated by the DCR, and the DCR is still out there. And they are yes, putting they are. those statues back. Mm-hmm. They are they're working to have with those you know statues who. back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you you have to be aware of that narrative that it's out there, and that it's like in Germany for years after the war, you couldn't talk about Nazis. It was illegal. Because people want to hide that stuff. You can't let them hide it. Django Unchained is a great film because it's true. That's how it was. Yeah. There wasn't any of this. They weren't buddies. They weren't friends. Um, another great movie is called Glory. It has um, Denzel Washington. Denzel. Denzel, who's gotten some flack about being a racist himself. Um, really? In the Bone. Yeah. In the Bone Collector. He another and open Lone secret in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They were supposed to kiss. And he said, I'm not kissing a white girl. I don't, I don't do that. Oh, in the Pelican Yes. Yeah. And they asked yes. him why not. And he, said, he said, it's not, I don't think for him it was that he doesn't like white people. I think that he did not want to see, want black women to see that. You know, mm-hmm. he wanted black women to have something that was theirs. Yeah. Black women are very sensitive about black guys who get rich and marry white girls, and I don't blame them. Yeah. Yes. Oh, my God, I uh, forgot about that. Oh, I love and this black, episode, Open Secret. And white women are not trophies. Mm-hmm. They right. need to realize that. No mm-hmm. woman is a trophy. Women are women. They're people. And The thing is, yeah. in that movie, Julia kind of was a trophy. She was like a smart trophy because Sam Shepard, because I just watched August Osage County, Full Circle Moment for Julia, Sam Shepard played her dad, but in this film, he played her lover, and he was much older than her. And she was like a yeah. college student, and yes, I heard about that with Denzel. Oh, my God, I'm so glad you brought that up. Um, there's I respect the man for it. I don't know if it's an open secret or not, but if you watch the movie Den of Thieves, I would just disgusted by that movie. It was written by it felt like guys that didn't they had this like midlife crisis and they kind of wished that they were single. There was like the women played in in that movie were strippers were used for sex and the guys were gun-toting masculine men. And there were so many plot holes And they were more focused on if they could do this movie, if they could pull it off, instead of how to pull it off. This is why, to Ellie's point, I like watching independent films because when you get a person and you say, okay, I'm going to give you $20 to make this this picture, these people do not put out quality. I'm sorry. They do not put out quality. They put out shit. And I'm watching this film, and there was one thing where they walked in with masks, and they broke all the cameras. They didn't want anybody to see, yet they didn't turn the blinds in the front. I'm just like, wait, 
you forgot the blinds in the front, guys. Like, <laughs> I just, I, yeah, I, I just, I feel like independent films are the way to go. Just like Elliot said, if they, they get a bigger budget later on, okay, fine, but you need to start off independent because we're not getting the quality. Yeah. We're just not. And Hollywood, um, Hollywood, mm-hmm. Hollywood doesn't care if your film is good. They care if your film's going to make money. Michael Bay's career is proven. True. Who? As long as people keep going to movies like like um, Battleship, they're going to keep making them. Uh, Jay, you don't understand uh, how much control the audience has. If you don't go see a movie, they won't make movies like that anymore. If you do go and see a movie, well. you're going to see more of the same. Mm. Because right. it's battle not ship. about art. Right, right. Right. If you sit down and you listen to a bunch of Hollywood directors talk and a bunch of, and I've done this, or a bunch of indie directors talk, the conversations are very different. When you mm-hmm. listen to the Hollywood directors talk, they talk about things like what kind of name is going to draw and um, mm-hmm. what sort of elements are going to get people in their seats and will it play in Peoria and um, how much is my return going to be? When you listen mm-hmm. to indie filmmakers, they talk about things like, is it a good story? Is the plot driven? Is this actor capable of carrying this sort of gravitas? Um, uh, is this going to be meaningful? Does it change anything? How can I use my film to improve the world? Very, mm. very different conversation. Um, is, mm. is this story going to, is it well crafted? Are there plot holes? Mm-hmm. They ask these questions. These are questions that mm-hmm. you don't, when you listen to Hollywood directors talk. Right. Because at some right. point, and they're not making movies anymore, they're making money. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people, you know, they're open secret. A lot of people in Hollywood are miserable because of the way that their careers are managed. They would love to fall in love with an intelligent girl, but they're forced to go out with a supermodel. They would <laughs> love exactly to be... They would love yeah. to be in this really amazing indie film that would challenge their craft, but their mm-hmm. but their management team says, "Oh well, you're not going to make enough money for us to get paid, so no, you can't." And they let these right. people run their lives, and they get so mm-hmm. used to having their lives run that they don't know how to escape. Mm-hmm. They're afraid yeah. of. They have forgotten why they wanted to act in the first place. Mm-hmm. You'll notice with a lot of them, their best stuff is their early stuff. And by the time they get older, they're doing formula crap. And so what do they do when they get upset like this and they they have this, like, vicious cycle? They get into addictions. They get into body dysmorphia because they want to change. Maybe if they change their their physical appearance, they'll be cast in these type of roles. Maybe if they... Just numb the pain with alcohol, pills. Uh, and there is no single sex. person standing around them who will go, you're going crazy, you need to stop. And they can't right. listen to those right. people anyway because those people don't have power. Right. I have a couple of friends, and I've told them, why don't you do what you want to do? And they're like, well, you know, my management team. And I'm like, fuck your management team. Dude, Exactly. do the film that you want. It's not like you're going to go poor. You have made all right. the money that you're ever going to need. Now is the time to step back and do what mm-hmm. you want to do and tell your management team to screw themselves. Depth. 
one of the things I, you could say what you want to about Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp looked at them and he said, no, I'm not doing it. I'm doing mm-hmm. the films I want to do. And mm-hmm. in his career, he has never, ever taken a film because his management team told him to. He only does Damn what he wants out. to do. Mm-hmm. And you can have that career. And if you look at if you look at them, the really huge stars tend to be the people who do do that. I'm not doing this film. It's, it's ridiculous. It's not me. Right. Forget it. I don't care how much they're paying. Final open Leo secret, maybe, because it's getting late. <clears throat> it's getting late. Leo and I know you're probably going to want to. He hasn't done a, um, what's it called, a comic book movie. He hasn't done a yeah. um, a sequel to a movie even. So you're right. You're absolutely right. Let's talk about the Just casting saying. couch. Uh, I don't. That open. I don't. Mm. I don't know why anybody was shocked with Harvey Weinstein. In fact, let me. This is a secret. This is an open mm-hmm. secret in L.A. that everybody yeah. should know. Since Clara Bow in the teens and the 20s, there has been a casting mm-hmm. couch. And almost every actor who has ever been in a film slept with somebody to get that role, at least mm-hmm. the first one. Um, you yeah. had all these women after Weinstein. They were like, well, I went into Harvey's office, and he told me that if I didn't have sex, I wouldn't get the part. And I told him, no, that's a lie, because they got the part. Right. The right. only one that I believe when she says that is Gwyneth Paltrow, and that's because Brad Pitt went up there and threatened to beat the hell out of, out of Weinstein. Why? I think we answered this question before. The reason why she still works with him after is because I can't remember the answer we had. I'm pretty sure we talked about that. Um. um I don't, I, yeah. And it actually happened you, with Angelina Jolie as well, because Harvey tried to force himself on her. She said no, and then she would tell other women, don't work with him. Don't work with Harvey. And she never worked with him after Gone in 60 Seconds, I believe it was. Never worked with him after that. At that point, she had the clout. At some point, and it was she pretty was early in her career, though it was early. Like, her fa- her father, was... her father was John yeah. Boyd, and that's a little different. Yeah, yeah. Her family had clout. Most yeah. new, if you are a new person and you are just off the bus from, you know, St. Augustine or 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 Topeka, Kansas, or whatever, that first role mm-hmm. you're sleeping with somebody. And I'm not talking yeah. about just women. Yeah, agreed. It's, it's the men, too. If you are a male actor or a female actor and you want a part, you're sleeping with somebody. It's that simple. Yeah. And all of them are coming out and they're saying, well, I didn't do it. I don't believe you. You right. did it. You're just trying to and, – and I'm not saying that they don't deserve that lie because they were victimized. And if they want to lie, lie about that to the public and save themselves some face, by all means. Absolutely do. I – and it's not just Weinstein. No, it's not. It's not just Weinstein. And it's, it still and it's not fit. It is rampant mm-hmm. out there. Mm-hmm. Rampant. Yeah. Okay. And just to if let you all know. If the casting director. Mm-hmm. 
Go ahead. I happen to have a casting director who likes me. But you've oh, got to have somebody right. who likes you. Likes in what way, dear? In so that way or just like likes as a person? Just likes as a person. I'm, I'm friends oh, with. Oh, okay, good. Okay, good, good. That's okay. That's totally fine. But it really is very nepotistic, nepotistic, and it's, it, mm. it is very much who you know and who likes you. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. It, it, it's a good old boy network, and if you mm-hmm. don't have that, then you're not going to get anywhere. And I don't care how good your idea is or what an amazing actor you are or if you played a fellow in, in your local community theater and got rave reviews. You're going to sleep with somebody if you want to get ahead in the market. And that's why a lot of them don't, because they're like, I'm not doing it. Well, then you're not going to get the part. And Weinstein, the only reason they got Weinstein is because he offended the powers that be, and they let him Mm -hmm. get caught. He was sacrificed. And Seth MacFarlane, uh, who is one of my heroes, because he he does not have any fucks to give. He just does not. Got nope. up and was presenting an Oscar for Best Female Actress. And in his speech, he said, in a minute, there's going to be one less woman in Hollywood who has to pretend that Harvey Weinstein is sexy. Mm-hmm. That's when he hosted that year. Yes, I remember. Mm-hmm. Four, and everyone laughed four at the years joke. Before, mm-hmm. yeah. Because everybody knew it was true. Yes. And it yeah. wasn't just Weinstein. It's, and it's it's still nope. going on. You got Spacey. You got Weinstein. Mm-hmm. You didn't get the rest of them. And, and right. you can sit down and look at a list of Hollywood producers, and there's a 50-50 chance that they're one of them. And let's just and be honest here. I think it's disgusting that no one's talking about Lisa Bonet right now. Lisa Bonet was fired at the time in the Cosby show for – breaking the morality clause because she got pregnant and did a sexy film. Lisa Bonet, let me repeat, got fired from the Cosby show. While this man, the guy that played the dad, was bopping everything, drugging women, sleeping with them, but she got fired from morality? Are you fucking kidding me? Lisa Bonet needs her day. She needs her day. I'm sorry. Well, she did get Jason. Oh, God, I know. Thank God, because... And, well, Lenny Kravitz was hot, too. He still is hot. So this girl lucked out. But morality clause, really? How dare you? Knowing what you were doing... You know how he got away with it, folks? Because Elliot alluded to it. Higher powers protected him. Let me tell you something. Another open secret... Love Brandon Tartikoff and what he did for NBC, but he was an enabler. He enabled oh, yeah. Bill Cosby and let him do whatever the fuck he wanted. Bill Cosby got away with a lot of shit because Brandon Tartikoff swept it under the rug for him. Well, the people don't Just realize that the know. studio system, the studio system, is still very much in place. They very handle much. it differently, but it's, yeah. it's they went from. Buying your contract and, you know, back during the studio system, there was a lot of darkness. Um, If Mm -hmm. you were gay and they found out that 
uh, a reporter was getting ready to out you, they could literally go as far as that order having them killed. Yeah. <laughs> to protect that image. Um, yeah. The studios and the studios still do it. They just don't do it with contracts anymore. They do it with PR firms. And they do exactly. let a certain amount of that stuff out because we are absolutely we we are jaded as a as a people. We know that the government lies, and that you know crap happens to celebrities and all that kind of stuff. Unlike in the '40s when they still believed in in the president and all that kind of stuff, they don't anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, no. But we are jaded, so they know they have to let a certain amount of it leak out. So if they mm-hmm. decide that somebody is no longer viable, they will cut them loose and they will let that scandal go out there. If they decide that they are still viable, they'll say, look, here's what you're going to do. You're going to go into court. You're going to hang your head. You're going to say you're sorry, and you're going to pay your fine. We're going to fix it from there. That's how it works. And that's and how you can you tell. Don't believe- they- go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Finish your thought. No, it, it it really is that controlled. Uh, mm-hmm. The only reason that Lindsay Lohan ever went to court is because they decided it was time to cut her loose. Right. And look where she is now. And if you don't believe Elliot, look at Robert Downey Jr. Let's yeah. pull back the curtain on that one. He gave a fantastic performance in less than zero as a drug addict. Because yeah. he was a drug addict. And that yeah, broke him and Sarah Jessica Parker up. She couldn't deal with it anymore, so she broke up with him. The studio was like, listen, you're the son of a very famous man, but you're not going to go anywhere unless you clean up your shit. And it took him years. They still cast him because he's a good actor, but it took him years. And now look at him. He's fucking Iron Man. The guy's a fucking legend now. Because yeah. the and, studio and helped but, him. But he had the family connection. He had the he was part of the in group. Yeah. And had the family he connection. He was. And yeah. he was not he was not a drug addict, okay? He was on full self destruct. Yeah, he was oh, true. a mess who was fucking teenage prostitute. Right. Everything. Okay? Everything. He was yeah. way out of control. He was Charlie Sheen out way. of control. He never made the Charlie Sheen mistake of of being openly racist against Jewish people and gay people. Oh, that's Mel Gibson. Yeah. Yeah, Hollywood is run by 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 Jewish people. I happen to like Jews. Just to let everybody know. And gay people. If they're not Jewish, they're gay. Some of them are gay too. Right. True. Publishing too. Publishing is, and and it's because Jewish people have this wonderful understanding that. It's not what you have that's important. It's what you know. That's mm-hmm. why Jewish people have been chased out of with so many pogroms and been forced to move and leave everything. They understand that if you're a furniture dealer, you can lose everything. If you're a doctor, no matter where you go, you're a doctor. If you're exactly. a film producer, no matter where you go, you're a film producer. So they tend mm-hmm. to educate themselves very well and find positions of, of of usefulness based on skill, which is mm-hmm. freaking brilliant. I have nothing but love and admiration for gay, for Jewish people. I really do. Mm. I, I, they're awesome. I had this um, Nazi once. This Nazi mm-hmm. once tell me that 
Jewish people were genetically inferior and that they were taking over the world using international banker ba- banking. And I'm like, dude, I'm a Menzen and I don't understand international banking. So, A, they're not genetically inferior if they do, and B, if they understand it, they should be in control. Mm-hmm. Duh. This is true. Your argument is stupid. Well, he is a Nazi. So there's that. There's that. Nazi He's a Nazi. And gay people, oh, my God, those bitches. Yeah, creative. Mm-hmm. Creative. See, being a trans, trans bisexual, I can say that. Um, <laughs> yes, you can. Even if you weren't, you could still say it. Um, I'm not anymore. I, I am so LGBT. I'm like all of the letters. It's awesome. That is true, though. You, you you do encompass all all twenty nine of the letters that we have in our little I, community. I'm just a whore. I don't know. I, I'm just a whore. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Um, but the thing is, to Elliot's point, if there's a higher up that is gay, there's no telling if he or she is openly gay, especially if it's a white man who is yeah. closet gay and you piss him off. First of all, they don't all wear ascots. Yeah. Gay men are like black women. They remember shit forever. Oh, and they're yeah. very vindictive. So you piss off a gay man in power, again, whether he's out or not, you're fucked. You are fucked because they're going to tell their friends they're, they're going to get the gang mentality. Is it right? Absolutely not. It's not right, but it's what happens. So, and the truth be is, careful. and the truth is, and the truth is, that is another group of people who deserve their mm-hmm. bitterness. I have a friend yeah. who was held down by four men because he was gay and forced to eat dog feces. Ugh. Okay? So fuck all y'all. Disgusting. I I am a gay person who, I I got to tell you, if I'm on a bus in the middle of the night, I'm going to sit next to the gay black Jews in the back of the bus and not the white fraternity guys because those are the guys I'm afraid of. Right. Because they will get away with killing you, these white fraternities, killing you, assaulting you, and they'll get no punishment for it. Just to let you know. And and I'm not going to tell you that all game all black men are are safe, but I have always been oh, safer in the company of black men. As a, a living mm-hmm. as a, when I was living as a cis woman, and I know a lot of cis women who feel the same. Mm. Mm. True. Mel Gibson. Do you mm. does, does everybody everybody is talking about Gibson now and how he's making the same toxic masculinity movie he's been made in the 90s or made in the 80s and 90s yeah. and, and this and that, all that kind of stuff. No. What Mel Gibson is doing is twisting in the wind because he cannot get work right now. So he is nope. trying to make his own indie films. He has no idea how films are made because he's an actor, not a director. And I, and I don't care that he directed two movies. He was supported for those. Now that he's trying to make movies by himself, he has no idea what the market is. He has no idea what people mm-hmm. want to see. So he's like, oh, well, I made a lot of money making this movie. I'll remake it. 
what mm-hmm. you're watching is Mel Gibson swirl down the toilet. And he's swirling <laughs> down the toilet because he offended the wrong people. He offended the wrong people constantly. It wasn't just one yep. time. It wasn't just two times. It was like three or four, and he kept doing it. And he wouldn't stop. And because he thought he was untouchable, because he thought, I made passion to Christ. I made all this money. I, I can do this. I can do whatever the fuck I want. Guess what? No, you can't. No, you can't. No, you can't because you don't understand what you owe to who. You want to end right. your career in, in Hollywood or in even in indie film? Say something negative about right. gay people or Jewish people, and you're done. D-O-N. Yeah. Um, so, can we talk about Ellen DeGeneres for a second? About what? What? Ellen DeGeneres. How surprised were you when it came out that not only, because it has come out, folks, not only is her show behind the scenes rampant with sex, sexual misconduct, but people are also saying Ellen is a mean person. Were you surprised by that? Any of it? No. I've never been a fan of Ellen yeah. DeGeneres. I have never. Uh, but it's like that. that is the thing is – People don't understand that a lot of TV shows, behind the scenes, there is a lot of – they're hostile work environments. They really are. Mm. Um, <laughs> what you do is you grab 60 people with huge egos and you put them in the same room. Hollywood humps itself daily. Everybody is screwing everybody. It's like mm. you know, to be an actor, to be a director, to be – to be an actor or director, a producer, any of that kind of stuff, you have got to have a lot of ego. You have to be able to put up with 8,000 people on the Internet calling you a name. Um, mm-hmm. If you were a woman in L.A., if you were a woman in L.A., you had better be prepared for uh, your, your Facebook and Twitter feeds to be filled up with people who are saying that you need to be raped, that you need to be murdered. That yes. you're a piece of shit and a, bitch and a whore. Mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. you are a male, you need to be able to put up with people saying, "Well, he's not that good looking, or he's stupid, or he's this, or that, yeah. or the other thing." He's got a small dick. You I have, heard he has a small dick. You have yeah. got to have an ego, and you have to have mm-hmm. a good, strong ego. And most mm-hmm. of the time, that that equates into narcissism. So we yeah. need a show, like any any kind of television show, any kind of movie set, you're dealing with at least 50% narcissists. Mm-hmm. And that can that is not a formula for a good working environment. No. You have half of the people demanding constant attention and fighting with each other mm-hmm. for it and 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 dirty tricks. Oh yeah, well I'm going to sleep with your boyfriend. Oh yeah, well I'm going to sleep with your girlfriend. Right. Oh yeah, well I'm going to do this. And it's continual. When you get on yeah. when you get to TV it's a little bit better than a movie film, but you would be surprised in a lot of the back back stories. A lot of people were miserable okay. on on these films yeah. that were made. You don't hear stories about, uh, oh no, we were a bunch of friends and we all went out drinking. You just don't hear it. Nope. And the ones that you do hear about, like Shannon Doherty, oh, she's the problem child. Well, guess what? Yeah. If you dig into interviews, you will find out. Shannon wasn't the problem child. She was the scapegoat. 
Tori Spelling yeah. was just as crazy as Shannon, but she oh, was yeah. the boss's daughter. They're not going to fire her. Shannon and Tori were bad girls. And in fact, I have a section, um, and we can delve into it, co-stars that constantly hook up. Want me to blow your mind? Shannon Doherty hooked up with Jason Priestley, and they were dating at one point, but it ended badly. Brenda and Brandon were fucking guys, and they both admitted it. My world is shattered. <laughs> Brandon was you- my favorite. I knew that he was with Emily Valentine, but I did not know he was with Shannon Doherty. I'm shocked. The only the only set that I've ever heard where you hear stories about how much they had fun and how much they love each other is the Supernatural set. Aww. Um, those guys, those guys like mm-hmm. go to each other's houses for barbecues when they're not working. Yeah, they are, and not just not just the actors, but a lot of the mm-hmm. crew. They're all real friends, mm-hmm. and that's part of the reason why Supernatural is addictive. I, you, you sit and you watch it, and you're yeah. like, it's not that good, but i got to keep watching because of the chemistry of these people. I do <laughs> but have it's to rare. that. Mm. So, I am completely not shocked. Ellen DeGeneres is a comedian, and one of the things that you have to be to be a comedian is cynical. Yeah. And cynics are not nice people. I have nope. met a lot of comedians, and the stuff that – it's like when Louis C.K. got caught. Lucy K is comedian. Gross. Of course he did. Yeah, true. Not shocked. But not at he, all. But like, did he? And this is gonna sound weird, but did he do anything wrong? These women consented to him doing what he did. So yeah. I'm confused. And if you guys don't know what he did, he would jerk off in front. Of, he would ask girls, "Can I jerk off in front of you?" And they're like, "Okay." And they let him. So I'm not understanding. Yeah. He yeah, he asked permission wrong. first. He did. I and, mean, it's gross and weird, but he asked. I'm confused. <laughs> I'm confused. And for he was, some weird, strange reason. Yeah. His, his job was to say the things that we're all thinking, but we're too polite to say. Yes. Yeah. Uh, what is that called? Situational comedy? Or, I, I love that yeah. kind of comedy. Okay. I'm going to say something really the, weird. But you're gonna to have to but like not judge me for it. Never. I'm strangely attracted to him physically. I don't know why. <laughs> it's his confidence. I have no idea why. Maybe that's it. He's very he's confident. Like balding. And women are Wait. Yeah, I mean, I I probably wouldn't go for him, knowing that he's like jerking off in front of like stage his friends. His female friends, but and then another one, Chris Delia. Um, people were oh, like, "Oh my God, he's a pedophile!" But if you read his tweets and his like DMs to girls, when he found out that some of them were younger, he stopped talking to them. I mean, yes, it's gross that he chased them, but when he found out they were under eighteen, he stopped talking to them. I just, I guess, I'm confused with some of the. Some of the cancel culture, some of it is, is, is like valid. Ellen, I, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Steve Sharifa, who played Bobby on um, The Sopranos, 
was a promote like a um oh is it a promoter? He was the one that booked um comedic acts at this Vegas hotel and he booked Ellen several times. He booked a lot of different people. And so when he became an actor himself, he would meet some of these people and they'd be like, Steve, oh my God, you're in Hollywood too? Especially at the Emmys when he was on The Sopranos. So he went up to Ellen. He's like, hey, Ellen, do you remember me? He said she snubbed him so bad he walked away with his tail between his legs. He was so embarrassed by the way Ellen talked to him and dismissed him that he was just like, oh my God. I, I And also people... If you notice, Ellen DeGeneres has said Jennifer Aniston, Reese Witherspoon, Michelle Obama, all of these people are my best friends. Have they put out state to support their best friend? I'm just saying there's a reason. <laughs> no one has come to her defense except for Scooter fucking Braun who tried to take Taylor Swift's whole entire career away from her. So probably not the best defense you want to have. Just I, 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 have done, I have done comedy and written comedy, and a lot of my friends are professional comedians. And co- mm. professional comedians are not nice people. I like them and I, I get one. away with them, but they are cynical, and they, are, they can be quite mean-spirited. Um, I know, and actually, too. They tell, they do stuff in private that is not, they mm. understand when I'm on that stage, there are lines that I should not cross. Mm. And when you, but when you step off of that stage, you can be yourself, which is usually a, a very mean spirited, very bitter, very cynical person. And that's why they have so much trouble being in relationships. That was the thing that made mm. Robin Williams so much different. Robert, Robin and, I mean, even, even Whoopi. Whoopi mm. does not pull punches with people. Nope, she doesn't. You walk up to her and say something she doesn't like, and she's going to call you a motherfucker and tell you to yep. back off. And she'll drag she is you not. to hell. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is that Ellen always tried to be really family friendly because she knew exactly where she wanted to go in her career. She knew exactly mm-hmm. what she wanted, and she knew how to play the game. You have to mm-hmm. have, uh, her original stand-up was all about animals because she knew that animals were safe. And she never, mm-hmm. she was never edgy. Um, she planned to come out on her show. That was all staged for marketing. Um, she planned her marriage with Portia. I think it was, a lot of that was publicity because there's so many fucking pictures of it out there. Um, mm. She planned her television show. She mapped out her career, and she did everything she had to do to get where she was. So she is not sweet, and she is not innocent, and she is not nice. She is a and woman who is fighting man's world to get what she wants. Mm. And she had to play like one. And just so people are aware, if you are surprised by Ellen, you haven't seen the clues. Think about it. She has people on her show, scares the shit out of them, laughs about it, and does other shit to them. Like, how did you not see this coming? Like, it's like people. Janet Tatum has said, I'm scared of porcelain dolls. What did she have on set 
when he came to sit next to her, and she kept pushing it in his face. He's like, come on, really? I, and he, I, listen, he's not that great of an actor. Let's just keep it real. That man was terrified. How do you not, like, see those little little droplets of hints that she was probably not a nice person? <laughs> people, like, people want to believe what they see. People want yeah. to buy into that. It's like, mm. here's a secret that women will never tell men that I know because I'm trans. Women decide if they're going to sleep with you when they say they're going to go out with you. And um, women, um, I forgot what I was going to say. Um, women will show you the side that they want you to see because they've already made decisions about you. Mm, you know what I mean? True. Yep. We have made decisions, and men will only see what they want to in women. When Once they go mm. out with them, they see the sweet, and they don't see the meanness. And all people are like that. We what we want to see. And so Ellen just figured mm. out what you want to see and decided to be it. But we, we do yeah. this over and over again. My grandmother did not know Liberace was gay. Yeah. How yeah. did you look at Liberace and say, oh, no, he's straight? Same with Elton John. On his piano. Right. He, on his piano. And he's wearing platforms. What? And, and he talks like this. Oh, hello, darling. I, Liberace was like right. ultra queer. Okay? Super queer. You could get gay from sitting next to him. He was so gay. You could smell the gay. <laughs> but, uh, an, entire, an entire generation of people were like, oh, no, he's straight. Obviously, he's straight. Yeah. He's lived with the guy. George. Mm-hmm. Boy George. Did he call a lot of people thought Boy George was gay. Was straight. And they're like, oh, no, he's, he's, he's straight. straight. They were no, shocked. no, I'm gay. He had, he had braids. He had makeup. He was fucking someone in his van. Like, how did you not see, like, hello, do you hear him singing? He's androgynous. He's wearing a dress and a headband. I was. His eyebrows Paul are Rubin. To, 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 oh, Paul Rubens, who is a Kiwi Herman. Paul Rubens, who was Kiwi Herman. I was a fan of yeah. his back when he was Paul Rubens doing stand up. I, I love Paul Rubens. Oh, okay. I was not shocked that they caught him masturbating in a porn house. Did not shock I me was. at all. Because anybody, and, it, and that was a mistake. Anybody who saw the original Kiwi's Playhouse and said, that'd be a great kid show, deserved exactly what they got. Because Pee Wee Herman was filthy. His original Pee Wee Playhouse was one of my very. The original Pee Wee's Playhouse was an HBO special that they could only show on late night. And it was him (laughs) making fun of 50 skit shows. Um, Oh. uh, One of the big jokes was there's a girl, uh, there's a female. And Pee Wee puts mirrors on his shoes because he's going to look at her underwear. And he's standing next to her and he looks at her and she goes, Pee Wee, what are you doing? And he says, I'm trying to look at your underwear. And she says, well, I fooled you. I'm not wearing any. That was a joke from the original Pee Wee. Oh, my God. And it really set the tone. And somebody looked at that and went, huh, that would be a great kid show. And everybody, I'm sure everybody was like, no, 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 pervert, don't, no, stay away, stay away. Because you could tell looking at the guy. 
I oh, love him. Don't get me wrong. Dude's a perv. Yo, he's he's I fun. I like I like him. But I didn't know that was, the original TV Playhouse was that dirty. I just figured it was the oh, TV yeah. show. He worked with Richard Benjamin, who was also very subtly dirty like that. Hmm. Interesting. Um, um, Ellen never you know? played blue, which most comedians do. What do you mean? Um, it, in, in comedy circles, playing blue means that you are talking to an adult crowd and you can talk about adult stuff. Oh, oh. You can use profanity and you can talk about sex and stuff. Eddie Murphy, always blue. Always. Um, Richard Pryor yeah. also always blue. But Eddie had his moments where he did the whole family-oriented thing here and there to make some cash. Yeah. But that's not where their love was. And everybody was shocked when he he burned himself up free basin. Richard Pryor was free burned himself up free basin. I was not. I'm sorry. I was I I Of no, course he's free basing. Yeah. I mean That was my thought. Yeah. Of course he's free basing. Of course. Mm. He could I think it. more people were shocked by two things. Eddie Murphy taking a trans woman home because she needed a ride. Yeah. And um, Hugh Grant getting his dick sucked by a prostitute. I, while he was basically engaged to one of the most beautiful women of the 90s, Elizabeth Hurley. Like, those two things were shocking because it was so out of character. And now that, you know, you know Eddie Murphy has my 10 children, friend. you're just like, oh, maybe you're not. Maybe maybe it's in character. My takeaway from the whole Elizabeth Hurley thing was every man in America is like, how can you do that to such a beautiful woman? Well, clearly because she don't suck dick. I mean... Now we know something about her. I don't want to date <laughs> Elizabeth Hurley because I know what she don't do. Oh, my God. Yes, I didn't think I, of that. She, what, is she straight missionary? <laughs> Obviously. Oh, that's funny. But and the I funny know, part I mean, is, every man in the world like, is like, well, I, every man in America is like, I'll date her. I'm, well, you're going to be out on the strip with a prostitute, too, because we know what she don't do. <laughs> I'm dying right now. That is such a good observation. I didn't even think of that. But it's so funny because she was, like, wearing this, like, Versace safety pin dress, and she was sexy. And then he got his dick sucked by a black hooker. And I'm like, wait, huh? Did, and I don't think black entered into it. I think it was. I don't think I don't think black entered into it. Do you suck? If you do, get yeah. in the car. <laughs> I don't want to get undressed. I don't want to. I don't want to do the dance. I, I just want my knob waxed. That's it. That's all I want. Sometimes that's how it is. I mean, you're right. Sometimes you're right. I'm not interested in foreplay. So, here's another thing that people were shocked by. And this is, again, an open Hollywood secret. Apparently, Grace Kelly was very promiscuous. Oh, yeah. She used to sleep with most of her male stars. Most of them. So, they were actually quite surprised when she became infatuated and eventually married um, the king of Monaco. 
um, because she had been very, she went from a small town to Hollywood royalty. So, um, yeah, that's um, another open secret in Hollywood. Oh, and by the way, just to let everybody know, I don't know if I mentioned this before, but Elliot had mentioned Gwyneth Paltrow was sexually assaulted by Harvey. After the, um, at the time she was engaged to Brad Pitt, she told Brad, Brad went up to him the next time they saw each other and said, if you ever touch my girl again, I'll fucking kill you. Then um, Harvey helped her win her Oscar. Yeah, you bet he did because he was her and, scared of Brad. Her and Brad, that was like a mea culpa. Then her and Brad broke up. She dated Ben Affleck. She told Ben Affleck about her and Harvey, the encounter. Ben told Matt Damon. Matt Damon in an interview said, yeah, I heard about that from Ben Affleck. Again, open secret. Meryl Streep yeah. and Tom Hanks both heard quote, rumors about Harvey's bad behavior. So just to let you all know, Harvey was doing what he did. Everybody in Hollywood knew. The top echelon, Tom Hanks and Meryl Streep, no one did anything. But you don't understand is that, and this is not justified. It's not, it's, it's disgusting, and I agree. Right. But you don't understand the mindset. That is the price of admission. That's simply how it is. Right. It, to to right. them, it's the same as a Marine saying, well, I don't want to climb the wall. Well, that's what Marines right. do. That's how you get to be a sergeant. You, you go and you run the obstacle course and you climb the wall faster right. than everybody else. In, in L.A., that's how it's viewed. Oh, so, mm-hmm. you know, their thought pattern is not, oh, this poor girl got sexually abused. Their thought pattern is, oh, well, I guess she's going to be in the new movie. Right. Because that's how it works. Because they all did it. I don't care what anybody says. Mm-hmm. I would not be surprised to find out that Tom Hanks had a little encounter with him. I somebody. mean, I mean. Because it's what you do. There is a rumor that he's into, like, this whole sex cult thing. He doesn't even children, have to be. But, he doesn't, he doesn't uh, even have to be bi. He doesn't have to be gay yeah. or bi. It's, they don't care that you're a guy. Yeah. I'm gay. It's what I want. If you want the part, it's what you're going to do. But I'm not gay. I don't care. If you want the part, it's mm-hmm. what you're going to do. Yeah. And it's so, people, people are like, well, why didn't anybody say? Because it's so pervasive. Because it's a rite of passage. Mm-hmm. Sleeping with a producer or a director to get a part is a rite of passage in Hollywood. And they are so jaded to it. And they're like, yes, I hated it, but it's what you do. And mm-hmm. every job, and it's, it's very justified. And it's mm. not that they were bad people. It's just that to them, it's, oh, you know, you spend five minutes in the sack, you go, you wash up, and then you get the part. Yes, I won't be doing that, just to let you know. Uh, I'd rather struggle well, over here. And I'm going to put you in my movie. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm not sleeping with anybody. I just, I can't, like, I wouldn't be able to live with myself knowing, yes, I got this part, but, 
Mm. I wouldn't be able to live with myself. And the funny thing is, is if they ask you to have sex with them, it's because you've earned the part because they think you're good enough. Right. Right. Interesting. They're just... Um, Abigail Adams, I can't remember the exact quote, but Abigail, her son and her husband, her son John Quincy Adams and her husband John Adams were both very active in politics at the very beginning of, you know, John Adams signed the Constitution. John Quincy Adams was president of the United States, as was John Adams, both of them. And when they were writing up their documents to begin the United States, Abigail wrote a letter to her husband, to her son saying, as you write this document, don't forget about the ladies because, and I can't remember the exact quote, but basically she said, because power corrupts. And if you give any man license over women, they will take advantage of it. Um, and he said, she said, so you should write protections in this for the less fortunate, for blacks who are slaves and women. And uh, she was a Unitarian, as was her son. And they tried to get those protections in, but they were voted down. Mm. And that's what happened in Hollywood. They Mm. have so much power that they can just do it. Mm -hmm. Here, do not put such unlimited hands into the... Do not put such unlimited power into the hands of husbands. Remember, all men would be tyrants if they could. And yet, so they we have, have the power they use right now. Mm. Well, we don't even hmm. get started on him. I hate him so much. <gasps> so much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like he gets up every morning and he pees on something that I love. But he's peeing on the wrong things for a reason. I want everybody to know that. He's not just oh, yeah. like out of nowhere going after TikTok. He wants you distracted mm. over here about being banning TikTok because he's doing something horrible on the other side. I want everybody to be aware of that. And I, my father is a Trumper, like a real big, serious Trumper. And mm. the thing is like, when are they going to realize that he's just a racist? They voted for him because he's a racist, because they know. agree with him. Yeah. They yeah, voted they for him. They voted for him because he hates gay people, because they hate gay people. They believe the people who support Trump are the ones who want to go back to 1950s where women stayed home and made sandwiches for their husbands, and gay people were beaten in the streets, and, and black people were not allowed to sit at the cafeteria table. That's what they mean when they say make America great again. And they don't care about the rest of it. They don't understand the stock market. They don't understand the GNP. They don't understand foreign trade. They're not that smart. What they care about is that he's putting all them queers and blacks and, and, and bitches back in their places. And that is what they voted on him. And as long as he continues that rhetoric, and that's what the evangelical right wants. They want to go mm-hmm. back to that. They would go back even further. 20 years ago, Pat Robertson told his followers, that the only way that they were going to make God's kingdom happen in this, on this earth was to infiltrate the government and take over. And that's what they've done. 
And somebody went to Trump yeah. and they said, if you just do this evangelical stuff, they'll vote for you. He doesn't believe in God. He doesn't give a crap. He doesn't even, he doesn't even fake it well. No. He, when he was holding that Bible, he looked like Damien. He's like, it burns, it burns, you know? Right. We'll just hold it for the photo op. Okay. And, and Trump is not really, that smart. Do you really think that a man who has five children with three wives and a history of well, dodging just, the, the, the draft and a history of sexually abusing women age 13 and up really believes the Bible? Really reads they, the Bible? They, he was they believe that he is God-pointed. They but believe that he's God-pointed because, because their ministers say that he's saying all the right things. He, they, they, ah, these are people who've never read the Bible. I know right. because I've right. argued with them, and I'm somewhat a Bible scholar. Right. They've never read it. They're regurgitating what their pastor said. Yep, so their pastor says, oh, no, he's mm-hmm. holy. And, and there is cognitive blindness. We can choose to not see the things that we don't want to see. Mm-hmm. As long as yeah. thing. there are two groups, there are two groups that he is catering to right now, the super wealthy and the evangelicals, and those are his base. And yeah. so all he has to do, and it's not even him, it's the people around him. They're like, say this, yeah. Donnie, and they'll love you. And he does, because he will do anything to be loved. If you gave me right. two days with Donald Trump, the world would change, because I know how to handle narcissists. Oh, if you do this, they'll love you again. Really? Well, let's do that. Because a narcissist is a person who is so empty. They're black hole for love. And they need love. And they will do literally anything to get love. And so if you get one and you tell them this will make people love you, they will do it regardless of how ludicrous it is. Because he is starving right now. Everybody hates him and he knows it. And he's finally admitted it. He knows that everybody mm-hmm. hates him. And he is in hell right now. And he's surrounded by Mitch McConnell and Mike Pence who are telling him, oh, well, if you do this, they'll love you. And they are surrounding him with his base of the few people who do love him. And it's gotten so bad that they can't pretend anymore. No, absolutely not. Think, They're using no. him until they get what they want. Oh, okay. that's what I meant, sort of, yeah. Yeah, and, and as soon as they're yeah. done with him, they'll throw him away. Oh, yeah, they will. Yeah. And the problem that they're having is some of their rank and file are, are stepping away. Mitt Romney stepping away was a mm-hmm. huge problem. Huge. Romney is huge. powerful. Lifetime Fox of News is starting to turn on. Mm-hmm. Wait, actually, I think Mitt was a Democrat. Then he became a Republican. I don't remember exactly. But, but yeah, huge. I'm surprised he wasn't president. Thank God he wasn't. I was surprised he didn't yeah. get the presidency. Yeah. Hmm. I don't. Um, I don't. I don't hate Mitt. I would never vote for Mitt because I no, don't agree with him. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But I don't mm-hmm. hate him the way that I actively right. hate Trump. Right. And I think and that I want a lot people of people. to understand. Mm-hmm. And I want people to understand that I am not anti-Republican. I'm anti the Republicans nope. that are in there now. But I was a huge right. fan of Bob Dole. Love Bob Dole. Oh, Bob Dole. Bob Dole. Bob was the last of the Republican. 
Massachusetts has a Republican um, governor, and let me tell you something. I love Governor Baker. Everybody, well, mostly everybody in Massachusetts loves Governor Baker. It's not a party thing. It's a personality thing, period, end of story. So just to be honest, I mean, if Governor Baker was running for president, the way he's run Massachusetts, I'd probably vote for him. I'm not going to lie to you. And I'm a hardcore Democrat. Sorry. Yeah. (laughs) Hell, I'd even get George W. Bush back if I could. That's how vastly... (laughs) That's how, I if know, I right? can't get Obama's back, I would get Jordan W. Bush. I mean, seriously. But, um, the, the, um, I, I was not a fan of Bush. I, I always, uh, from no. the very get-go, I always said that Bush should not be president, but I'd love to invite him to a barbecue. And he is turning into mm-hmm. an excellent ex-president. He is. He's better as an ex-president. Let's keep it real. Um, <laughs> bless your heart. Um, we only have 20, 18 minutes left. What, do you have anything that happened recently that you're just like, oh, that's pretty awesome? I think I actually know what you're going to say. But... Um, what am I going to say? I, I actually thought you were going to expound on your deeper voice. My what? And the changes. The changes my, because my, of testosterone. My voice. Yeah. Also at also also at the risk of TMI, I I, I ordered and received my my grown up packer this week. So Nice. Look at you. I know I have a You're huge penis a now. Real boy. Ah. <laughs> I'm thinking about it's for for people who don't know, I'm not gonna get in, in People are curious about, about this about kind the of packer. stuff. No, we've talked about the and packer before. I think that people are afraid to ask, so you know. What I got mm. is called a stamp P or an STP device. Um, mm-hmm. It has a, a, a funnel, and I can actually pee standing up. It's huge. Oh, huh. my God. Um, it looks like a real penis, and it has what they call a, an erection rod that you put in it oh, if you're going to have sex with so it's called a, a stand uh-huh. key to play. Wow. It's a hundred bucks. You get the deluxe package on that. Holy shit. Yeah. They actually have one that's 400. The new, the new one actually ejaculates. Cut it out. And self-lubricates. I, I shit you not. I was, I also, for any of you gentlemen out there who have the micro penis, they make, extender, which has like a holder that you slip your penis into that's like a vagina and that extends the length of your penis for double your pleasure and double her fun. Well, I might buy a 400 one for my next partner and just go for a woman with no boobs. No, right? (laughs) Just, you know, because these guys out here. I love your comment on that thing about the, the minister. The minister who said he was going to kick somebody's teeth out. What did I say? I don't remember. <laughs> he seems sweet. Oh yeah, <laughs> I did say that. <laughs> I like, pulled that up. I pulled it up on my face, and that was the very first thing I saw this morning. And I just, I lost it. 
a minute he's cackling but and like, my phone's like, what? <laughs> he does. He seems like a very sweet man. Like, what is with these ministers that are so aggressive? What? what? That's not that's that's great, they're, dude. They're all evangelical. So you Episcopalians <sighs> out there don't have to worry. They're not embarrassing you that much this week. But really, they're yeah. Fake they Christian. It's the handmaiden's tale. That's what they want. Uh, they are not against abortion. They are against right. women having sex when they don't want them to. Right. Right. Because if Trump got some girl pregnant right now, you don't think he would tell her, hey, I know a hospital that can take care of that for you for free. Wink, wink. If he was going to do that, though, he'd have done it when she came up pregnant with somebody else's baby. <gasps> right. I know where you're going with that. <laughs> I don't know if that's an open secret, but whatever. Um, it, it, it's now because they put it in, like, Newsweek. They had pictures of the dude. They did? Oh, yeah. I got to see it. I'll see if I can find it. Wow. Maybe that's why he's always so hostile towards her. You know, I, um, I think at this point he probably couldn't find it if he got it up. Yeah, I don't think. But he's such a healthy 6'3", 239-pound man. Healthy. I, you know, I just, I like him, but it's almost to the point where I can't make fun of him anymore because he's clearly showing the signs of dementia. I think he is, too. That's why I never made fun of his appearance. I think it's strange. The only thing I have said was, has no one told this man that, wait, don't go on stage yet. I have to blend. He's got a, like yeah. a circle around his face. How come no one's blending? Yeah. When um, you put on foundation, every woman knows it. You go from ear to ear and down past your neck. Like, it's like that dementia test that he took and he passed it. That's the reason why he's talking about it so much. They went to him and they said, they think you're crazy. He's like, I'll take a test. He passed the test. He's like, look, I passed the test. Do you approve of me now? He is desperately seeking our approval and he doesn't know how to get Mm. it. Because he's in over his head. If you pass a dementia test, that means you have dementia, though. Like, does he? No, no. It means that he's not far enough along that he would register. You know the way that he leans forward when he walks? Yeah. That's a sign of a certain kind of dementia. It's a symptom. Right. He's strange. And here's my it worry. Is. Because I have lost faith in all y'all motherfuckers out there. I, I do. I love you, but I don't have faith in you. If you mm. don't go out and vote... He could win. Yeah. Everybody's like, oh, yeah. look at these polls and all that kind of stuff. Hillary was ahead in the polls. Don't listen to polls. Yeah. Don't let it make you complacent. Get out right. and vote. Mail-in vote, whatever you got to do. Mail-in vote is actually yeah. the best option at this point. But it is important because Homer, Homer Cooter McCorton with his Trump flag and his, his – his Confederate flag and his 800 bumper stickers about the Illuminati 
is going to vote. <laughs> yeah. And we don't, and it's not a popular vote. It's about electoral votes. Mm-hmm. So if you don't vote, if you don't hold your electoral congressperson to voting your conscience instead of theirs, which is another thing, that's the reason why I think it was Minnesota. Trump actually lost the popular vote but won the electoral college because the, mm-hmm. the people in the college said, no, we're not going to go with the popular vote. They can just ignore your popular right. vote. You need to be vigilant about these things. I am so sick yeah. of these people on the Internet who are like, oh, Biden sucks and da, 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 lesser two evils. I can't believe that we're going to do this. You are discouraging other people from voting because you're giving them yeah, an excuse are. not to vote. You and and they're on probably top doing of that, Mm-hmm. On top of that, what have you actually done to fix the I'm sick of listening to people bitch mm-hmm. about the system and nobody wants to fix it. Nobody's talking mm-hmm. about getting rid of the electoral college. And when I mention it, everybody's like, I'm crazy. Nobody's talking about any sort of legislation or any sort of term limits. And I don't care who the president of the United States is. If we, as Americans, don't fix these problems, it is going to continue to be more of the same. Yeah. Voting, sure, vote. Or vote. Voting is great. Mm-hmm. Go and vote. But then you also need to get together in groups and talk to your party leaders and, and, and change these things that are clearly broken. Term limits mm-hmm. for the Senate and Congress. Um, yeah. Removal of the Electoral Congress. Vote by mail. All of these are huge things that we can do to make a difference that are within our right and our responsibility. The reason that Donald right. Trump is in office is because we, the people, failed and will continue to fail until we mm-hmm. fix the things that need to be fixed and quit just bitching about it on the Internet. What he said. <laughs> I don't need to follow up with anything. Um, my Eva Mendez moment was when I moved back to my mother's house and I had been bitching about my upstairs neighbor. I had been bitching about my roommate. I just wanted peace and quiet. Let me tell you something. That first night at my mother's house was hot as fuck. I'm not going to lie to you. My eyeballs were sweating. But I could hear the birds outside. I could hear my fan going. There was no one above me. I, I've had one of the best weeks back. And I look at it differently from when I was here before. And I'm just, like, so appreciative of my time here now. It's just so different. Awesome. And, yeah, I mean, I don't want to stay at my mom's house permanently. I'll be honest with you. But for now, it feels good. It feels like there's one less thing in this life for me to bitch about. My yeah. mom's not perfect. My half-brother's not perfect. But let me tell you something. Right now, this is what I'd like. I get up. Yeah, I, I make my breakfast. I stay in my room almost all day because I'm working. On the weekends, I house it. Like, my life is good. There's very little to complain about right now. I will say that. Isn't it? I've been more creative. I, I've been watching more movies, nostalgic movies. Oh, I just... Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. I have, I have so many people in my Facebook feed or all their posters. I'm so miserable. I'm so unhappy. I yeah, I, I, I no. want to die. I hate my life. Everything sucks. Mm-hmm. If your life sucks, fix it. 
And that's what I had yeah. to do. And I, it took a nervous breakdown to do it. I was on suicide yeah. watch. And when you have a nervous that's breakdown, good. it's like you're carrying all the stuff and you drop it. Yeah. And yeah. I had the foresight to realize that I only had to pick up what I wanted. So I literally yeah. went through myself as a human being and my life. And I only picked mm. up the things that I thought served me. And I realized that yeah. 90% of the stuff in my life wasn't mine, didn't serve mm. me, only drugs mm-hmm. down. Yes. True. Mm. Very true. And I don't care what other mm. people say about me anymore. That's one of the things I left behind. Nope. I don't Can't. need a God to make me better. I'm fine the way I am. And I just yep. gave away all the stuff. I am. I love my life. I am incredibly mm-hmm. happy. I, I want things yeah. to improve it. I'm ready to meet that person and have my forever relationship. I'm ready to, you know, get my movie made. I'm ready to but mm-hmm. part of happiness is having things. It's not having everything you want. It's having things that you want that are attainable. And I really feel mm-hmm. like yeah. the time in my life, still think, oh. they're attainable. Yeah. I agree 1,000%. And like life you, there awesome. are things in my life that are attainable now that weren't before because I was a different person. And yeah. I, I'm just, I'm, I'm happy. Every day I wake up, I am happy. And the feeling I get when I wake up in my bedroom, it's not my childhood bedroom, but like we moved there back in 2000. So it's been my yeah. bedroom for a long time. But waking up there knowing my life is good, my life is going to get better, yeah. I just kind of smile every morning. I'm like, wow, I got a good life. Like, hmm. So any shout-outs before fun. we go? We have five minutes left. Yeah, I have. I, since I hurt my leg, I am spending yeah. all of my time in bed. So I, I haven't even talked to anybody. No shout-out to somebody I, helping you? Like, your son, is your son helping? When I make him. Ah, there you go. I mean, what? Seriously, plan, no. So. When I injured myself, yeah. they, were both in, they were both in the house. I laid in oh. the floor for 20 minutes yelling for one of them to help me, and neither one of them came. So, no. No oh. shout-out for him. Actually, no, he was in dad's house. Oh. My shout-out goes to my future, um, well, I've got so many. Um, One of my future ex-husbands, his name is Josh Murray. I've talked about him a lot in the podcast. Um, He was on live this morning, and he was just, I don't know. I don't know. I have to check in on him. That's, That's all I can say. I feel like he was, must have been going through something. So I just want to give him a shout-out, tell him that I love him, and I think that he's still awesome. And the thing that gets me about Josh is he's so self-deprecating. I hate it. It makes me sad. He, he makes fun of his hair. He says he's bloated. Josh, if you're listening, you're awesome and you're perfect. Period. End of story. And I love you. Can't wait to marry you. But eventually we'll have to get a divorce. But we'll have kids together, so that's good. Maybe a dog. No, no, maybe not a dog. You can keep the dog. We'll share custody of the kids. I love dogs. Anyway. Yeah, he's got two right now. 
I'm not like a dog person. Like I don't mind dog sitting that I do on the weekend, but like I don't know if I would have my own dog. He already has two, so he can keep the dog. Let me get it over. I not only not only do I have a new dog, I I got a husky, which I said I would never do again. Oh, they're so pretty. I love her so much. She's such a jerk. Tonga. Yesterday, I spent a friend of mine's birthday was this month, and I spent four hours mm-hmm. making her a flower crown. And then I got oh. up and I got my car and I went and got something to eat and came back. And because oh. she was mad at me for leaving me, she tore open the bag no. and ripped it apart. Oh, Tonga. And then Bet. looked at me like, what are you? O-M-G. I hope you at least spanked her butt to let her know it was bad. No, I told oh. her she was bad, and she was like, I know. Oh, I don't believe in hitting. Freaking I don't hit anything. Um, yeah, I guess. A spank on the butt, like one spank on the butt, I that will teach a lesson. Hitting with a belt, hitting with a tree branch. Smacking excessively hard multiple times? No. No. To me, and I, yeah. I spanked my son once when he was little, and it felt so wrong yeah. I never did again, ever. Yeah. Um, it's also personal. To me, yeah. mm. spanking and getting a pop on the butt, yeah. if you think back to all the times that your parents spanked them, spanked you, didn't you think in that moment they didn't love you? I've been a peer support specialist for years. And I have so many people who will be talking about they're miserable, they're suicidal. And then they say, well, I'm going to spank my kid. And I'm going to say, how could you, how could you do that? And they'll say, well, my parents spanked me, and I turned out all right. And then I say to them, then why are you talking to me if you're all right? <laughs> I think it's better you got a point. at home. Yeah. I think mm. that I don't. I I am absolutely against spanking your children. I think that there is, mm. and what I always do with my son, and it it's harder. I'm not going to tell you that it's easy. This is a hard way to do it. I always very calmly explain to him why he shouldn't do something, and then if he was punished, I would punish him by saying, "You have lost your computer privileges, or you have to go right. sit in your room for X amount of time." Mm to contemplate what you're doing, to realize that there are consequences for your actions. You won't get an allowance this week because you have to pay to replace this. And I always try to make make it fit, make the punishment fit the crime. You know, if you break right. a lamp doing something he told you not to, then your allowance goes to replacing that. And, right. and it is hard. I am not going to lie because you got to put up with them with a computer. You're kind of sort of punishing yourself. But when, when you hit somebody, you don't love them. And it, it, it's the same with domestic abuse. If you're hitting your wife, you don't love her. If you're hitting your husband, you don't love him. I, that's how I feel about it. And people mm-hmm. can say that it's personal preference, but it's also personal preference whether or not you like gay people. If some things are intrinsically wrong, and I think that hitting other people is intrinsically wrong. I would never hit anybody or anything, and not because I'm not violent. I can be a violent person, and there are times when I think that person needs a punch in the mouth. The people who, the guy who called 
AOC a fucking bitch, I'd have punched him in the mouth. <laughs> but I would, yeah, I, I would do it knowing I did not love him in that moment, and that would never love him again. And to me, it's still wrong to do it, but mm. it's not like it's somebody that I love and I'm in a relationship with, and it's somebody who did something clearly wrong. And I'm surprised and disappointed in every member of the Democratic Party that she had to defend herself. I know that she's capable of defending herself, but she needed backup. She needed everybody to stand with her and go, absolutely. But people do that. What people do is, it's not my problem. I don't want to get involved. It's too much drama. That's what people say. It's too much drama. I am never that person. Well, no, it's not. Yeah, me either. Me either. I am the person who, if I am in a store and, and a black person is harassing a white person, I'm going to say, you mm-hmm. need to get your yeah. ass out of here. Yeah. Stop. Yep. I think it's disgusting when people see something that's clearly inappropriate happening and they say, it's not my problem. I don't want to get involved. What if that was you? And that was her point. Yeah. This guy has daughters, he has a wife, but he still used this word. And he didn't do it just once. He did it multiple times on TV, and people let him. No one corrected him. So when he got up to apologize, she's like, oh, no, fucker. I don't accept that apology. You can take that apology and shove it up your ass. But her friends here's the supported thing. her. They mm-hmm. should have. And, and, and mm-hmm. here's the thing that people don't understand. They don't understand why these words are so bad. When you call somebody a bitch, right. oh, yeah. that means yeah. when you call somebody a bitch, it's because being a woman is the worst possible thing you can think of to be. Mm-hmm. When you call somebody the N-word, being black mm-hmm. is the worst possible thing you can think of. Mm-hmm. When you call somebody a fag, being a gay mm-hmm. person is the worst thing. In fact, right. there was a woman who was uh, given a, a hard time because she called her daughter fat because that was the worst thing that she could think of. But your daughter is smart and she's bright and she's funny and she's not that overweight. Why, mm-hmm. why would you do that? Why, would you, why is that an important factor? When we speak, we make things, some things important and other things unimportant. And mm-hmm. if being black is the worst thing that you can think of, you must not think much of black people. And that's right. why it's racist. Mm-hmm. When you call somebody a bitch, Absolutely. you're saying that being a woman with an opinion is the worst possible thing that a person can be. Mm-hmm. True. Maybe we shouldn't use those words. I mean, yeah. We we should condemn people that do it. I, I think women yeah. can use it, but I don't think a man should ever use it. I think that women can use I it. I think that women can only, I think it should be like the N-word. I think it should be. That's what hey, I was bitch, relating it to. Yeah. Yeah. That's bitch. exactly what I was relating it to. Mm-hmm. But actually, because... do, not, do not. Yeah. Mm. If, if you do this in a derogatory mm. word, it's worse when women do it. True. But you know what I love? I love when women use it against men. Because. If being a woman is the worst thing that I can be, guess what? You are a bitch. You know what I mean? And so it's like telling him 
like, ah, oh, I love when I hear that. And I love when, when people use feminine pronouns for non-transgender, non-trans-feminine men to emasculate them. I'm sorry. I know it's weird. But I think, like, like Mike Pence, when people call her she, oh, my God, I die laughing. Because oh. it's like, I want you, he, to know. you know, if he ever heard it, he would hate it. I, just, I, I got my I gay on this week, too. I was a gay man for, like, oh. 10 minutes. It was awesome. I was in this argument oh. with this girl. Not an argument. And this woman gets on, and she's like, well, I think you're wrong, but, you know, do you, girl? And I came back with, I'm not wrong, and it's guy. Oh. And it stopped. She didn't say anything because she didn't know what to say after that. Mm. It's sir. And a hundred times a day, especially since I got my hair cut and everything, because it messes mm. with their psyche so much, the people that I'm around, mm-hmm. they aggressively call me ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I have been called ma'am uh-huh. more in the past three weeks than I have in my whole life before. Annoying. I, every time they do it, I want to lean forward and go, it's sir. But I can't because I live in a place where I'll get lynched for that. Right. Oh, and, and I, had, I got that. a letter, a handwritten letter with my name and address on it from the Jehovah's Witnesses asking me to come to Jesus. <laughs> so furious. It freaked me out because I live less than a mile from a church that every Easter crucifies people and has them talk about uh, Jesus. Okay, that's where I live. I am a trans man who right. lives in that, in, in that environment. Don't send me your Jesus right. shit in the mail. It scared yeah, the yeah. crap out of me. And I have some friends, oh, you're yeah. overreacting. No, I'm not. People like me yeah. die around here mm-hmm. because of people like that. Mm-hmm. Well... There are rip stuff I can't go into. <laughs> Hopefully you'll stop being stalked by the Jehovah's Witnesses. Stop stalking. That'd be him. nice. So Let's that's two it. Six. We should probably um we definitely have to catch up offline. I got so much to tell you offline. But um All right. yeah. I've got a I gotta run and get something to eat. And I'll call you when I get back. Yeah. Sounds good. Thank right. you all for listening. Um, thanks for coming Thank you. Again. We love you. I, I appreciate it. And um, I will talk to you guys later. Bye. Talk to you soon. Have an awesome week. Still thirsty for more tea? Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The Spilled Tea PC. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Spilled Tea. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.